podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's episode 8 of Below the Belt Boxing Podcast, brought to you by Boxing Monthly. We've got three of us again here today. My name is Alex from Bristol. I'm joined by Cal. Alright. Uh, T. What up? Uh, yeah, just the three of us again. Yeah, back in, uh, back in parts unknown. Yeah. Apologies last time if it sounded like I was in a cave. I actually was in a cave, that's where we record from. That is true, gully, actually. Gully. It is, it's It's cave-like in here. Mm. But yeah, uh, Cal doesn't know what he's doing with any of his equipment, so not a, uh, not a fucking we learned a harsh lesson. But it was fine, it was alright, it was fine, it was fine. So what, how are we doing? Good week? Yeah, good for a couple right. of weeks, anything up too much? No, no, not really, just watching the Olympics and stuff, I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, you know, just watching the Olympics, football season started again, so I'm watching my team again, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm glad, like, I'm glad pro boxing's back though. Yeah, the, the Olympics, I didn't really follow it that much, I think the time difference as well. Didn't yeah. really help matters. Yeah, I missed, that's true. I missed a big chunk of it. I didn't see Joe Joyce in the final. Now it's at 7.15. Mm. So a lot of the Olympics I've missed, but I'm happy that next month we'll have some boxing back to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It's <coughs> I think... Oh, let's get straight into it then with, with the Olympics. I yeah. mean, as a whole, the Olympics, I thought it was a... It, it was it was enjoyable as Olympics are. You always kind of get dragged into to different bits, you know, sports that you've not really seen a huge amount of before. You know, I've, I've got a big thing about handball at the minute. Really? Like, yeah, really handball enjoy it. awesome. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's uh, weird. I, yeah, but the thing is, that this is what, what's good about the Olympics and, and where we'll get into with the with, with the boxing side of things yeah. is that, you know, people that maybe haven't, don't watch a particular amount of boxing, is these, these, are gonna, these people are going to watch some Olympic boxing because BBC... To be fair, gave it, you know, if it's live and they're on at that time and there's a slot for it, they, 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 they let it have that slot. So there'll be new people coming to the sport and watching that. Uh, well, let's kick it off. I just think it's a shame that the, the score inside of things took so much coverage yeah, it did, didn't uh, it? of it as a whole. You know, I mean, I've got, I mean, you, you go, Cal, you tell us your thoughts on, tell us your thoughts on the, on the boxing as a whole, yeah. So yeah. it was obviously it was the first Olympic Games with without headguards. So um, yeah, the headguards were last. It was the first since nineteen eighty. Yeah, since nineteen eighty. Sorry, for a long time. Um, so it was um, it was different. It was different. A lot closer. A lot closer to pro boxing, but obviously they still got bigger gloves. So there wasn't a whole lot of stoppages. My man and that ruin run got stopped, which is a shame. Mm. But um, yeah, it was it was it was good. It was good. I, I was glad to see Nicola Adams win a gold again. She's my kind of boxer. She's someone that I really liked and was really hopeful that, that she would win this time. Really glad that she did. Um, overall, I think our medal tally is slightly disappointing. We got uh, a gold, a silver, and a bronze overall <coughs> out of all the competitions, which I think we could have done slightly better. But um, it's still it's still three medals. T, how did you find it? For disclosure, I didn't really watch a lot of it, but. Um, mm. It's overshadowed by the judging, and that's, that's, the, that's the legacy of this tournament, really. A lot of people talk about the judging. Um, um, Conlon is obviously most famous for the interview, but I don't think he was that. I don't think it was as hard done by as he made out. No, no I think you're not the only one that I've, I've heard say that since. Actually, I think I think the premise of it, you know, taking his vest off at the end, is, you know, is a, is, I think the premise of it was was probably a point that that needed to be made, but. 
And I think it's interesting that you say that because I'm um, the more that I've seen with boxing fra- uh, people on online and social media and, and boxing friends back home, not not everyone is into the, the amateur scene and with, with the Olympic side of things and with the World Championships and that type of thing. And you know that doesn't that's okay. You know that doesn't that doesn't make any no, difference. No, absolutely not. But it's um it's I just found it a shame. For me, but the the scoring side of things was some of it was a fucking joke. It, yeah. it really was. It was. I mean, you was outraged by Joe Joyce. I really you? was. I, I tried to be as kind of level headed as I could because I was tweeting from the yeah. account and I was just trying to make sure that it wasn't too much too yeah. ranty. But I mean, how how anyone can not give him that that first round in particular? Yeah. I mean, um, uh, Yoka was very uneasy on his on that bad ankle of his. And it was just, I, I was absolutely flabbergasted. I think even Richie Woodall, I think he was, who has actually tried to be relatively, he does, yeah, he, yeah. he tries to be quite level-headed and and fair, or yeah. you know, make yeah. sure that nothing too controversial, should we say? Yeah. Even he, you could tell in his voice, you know, yeah. even when he was trying to ju- half justify it, it was it was poor. And it's just a shame that people that would come into that sport would be excited about a super heavyweight yeah. British boxer that was shown live. A reasonable time of day mm-hmm. would go to that and think, well, hold on a minute, you know, and that's their lasting memory of yeah, it. Yeah, they think, oh God, you know, because boxing has this reputation of being this corrupt sport, you know, with dodgy scoring and other, you know, other things like that, and you know, like you say, people that their first real impression of boxing and they're seeing decisions that you know don't look right. Um, I didn't think I didn't think Joyce won every round, um, but I thought it was cl- closer than people made out, um, but. I did think Joyce just about nicked it. It was kind of mixed online. It was kind of mixed on Twitter. You know, a lot of the British journalists were saying that, oh, they thought Joyce won. A lot of the American journalists were saying it was quite close. Um, but Graham Houston, the Boxing Monthly editor, actually had Yoko winning, had Yoko winning as well. Yeah. So, um, interesting. It was an interesting mix on there. It's, we'll, we'll get on to who we think is going to kind of turn over into... into pros for a moment so let's just let's just park Joyce very quickly I just wanted to you mentioned Nicola Adams there you know yeah. look, it's a huge achievement that she's done you know, the second successive gold medal back to back it's you know it's 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 a ridiculous achievement really yeah. when you think about it um she was great I mean she she seems to thrive on that pressure a huge amount of expectancy put on her the fact that she was going to go just go and do it again yeah which is easy to say and easy to you know to, to kind of shrug off as she's going but she dealt with it brilliantly yeah um and it was is a real credit to the sport. I think women's boxing, though, as a whole. I mean, in America, it seems to be given a bit more of a push than it does here. On, on the Spence card, there were some women's fights on, on that yeah. card, and um, I'd like to see more of that. I mean, you know, one's going to talk about U- UFC, where they have mixed cards, and they're both evenly supported. And Ronda Rousey was the biggest fighter in UFC for a while, and there's no reason why we can't get that crossover appeal in in in, in boxing. Um, I think in the Tokyo Olympics, I think Nicola Adams would be 37. Yeah. And his limit is 40, so there's a chance she might go back. But there's rumours of her uh, maybe going to UFC, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything in it. It might just be speculation, but it'd be interesting to see a woman boxer. Yeah. A top level. I mean, Holly Holm was a boxer, but she wasn't, I don't know if she was top level or not. But Nicola Adams is, you know, one back-to-back Olympics. It'd be interesting to see how she'd yeah. fare. Do we? Holly, sorry, okay. no, I was just going to say Holly Holm had won world titles as a pro boxer. Oh, yeah, Not sure how she was as an amateur, but mm. she'd won world titles as a as a pro boxer. So she had a little bit, uh, a bit of a better background to go into UFC than Nicola Adams would. I'd be surprised if she got into that. I could see her getting into the pro boxing scene, but you never know. I, Do we think it's a matter of time then? Really, as as ever with these types of things, and and with with 
in in all sports, you know, where where a quality seems to mm. where it, where it grows, hopefully organic, hopefully organically, but sometimes it needs a little bit more of a, of a push to try and make things in. Do we think it's? I mean, we've seen a few women trainers, and that I think I think team made a good point about Ronda Rousey. I, I thought that myself earlier on. You know, it's UFC is you could say it's a more violent sport than boxing is, but Ronda Rousey was. And still is a huge star, a huge yeah. star in America. Become a film star and all of that, and was a successful athlete in her own right, and made plenty of money from it. So I can't see why a female boxer can't can't do that as well, um, because women's MMA isn't established, um, and I'd say women's boxing in America is more established than women's MMA is. So there's, I think there's every chance. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, in UFC, some of the biggest stars are, are women now, mm. but. Um, no, I think I think it's a matter of time. I don't think it's um, I don't think it'll be a tokenist gesture. Gesture. I think if they find someone who's marketable, then they'll get behind them. In the nineties, it was Layla Ali, um, Chrissy yeah. Martin. <clears throat> um, so I think when they find someone with a bit of a narrative behind, them, a bit of a story behind them, then maybe yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll. It's a great it. point, as ever in this sport. Money talks. Yeah. And, you know, if there's something to be marketed and something to be sold, then then yeah. that that will come. Won't it? it helped that Ronda Rousey is a bit of a looker as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple other fighters as well. I think. Um, What's her name? Gina Carano was another one from a while back as a locker and a few others. So, yeah, like I said, I think it's a question of time really more than anything else. So, so we, we mentioned um, we mentioned Joyce. Um, do we think of, and we mentioned Conlon as well, so decisions that haven't gone their way, yeah. um, which is harsh. Do you think that'll speed up decisions about turning over into pro? Who do we think and who do we expect to see... Yeah, I think um, uh, I think Conlon has said he's going to go pro, isn't he? He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can't box amateur <laughs> no more and never get a decision again after yeah. that, will he? Um, so I think Conlon's definitely going to turn over. Joyce is thirty, isn't he? So he's yeah. definitely going to turn over. Shakur Stevenson, who mm. was uh, linked to Mayweather, I think yeah. Mayweather was there at all of his fights and all. I don't think he was there at the final. Um, but it's strange. He's still, still a free agent. He is. Fight. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Still, I think something came out that, he, that he'd signed and it was all yeah. done, and yeah. then yeah. something else came out to say that he wasn't. So, um, so we're interesting. We'll, we'll keep I an mean, eye on that. I was of all the boxers in the Olympics, I was most impressed by Levitt. The I think it's from Kazakhstan. He got shafted as well. I think if he does, go, if he goes pro, go a long way. Yeah, got brutal punching power, just a machine. Yeah. You've got you've got to see and you've got to see it from these guys' point of view as well now, where. They've worked so hard for four years to get ready for these, you know, for for you know nine minutes essentially that can that can change everything for yeah. them. And this doesn't just, you know, the the final with with Joe Joyce for example against against Yoko. People saying that you know that was written for you know for Yoko to win that because, because of he's, the he's a golden boy of Ayuba, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And and the whole his thing with his, with his girlfriend yeah, yeah. and what's what's the story of his girlfriend? She won a gold it yeah. lightweight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. And if if you have those feelings about it, that obviously Conlon and I'm sure numerous others do, do you think do you know what? I don't work for another four years but just to just to get this is this is their life. This is a difference between a silver and gold that can change the rest of their lives in terms of money. But the British fighters, from their point of view, I think they're on. I don't know if it's eighty thousand a year. Mm. Is it eighty or forty? It's one of the two. But the, the, this is more money than a lot of boxers in the UK earn. Mm. Full stop. You know, so they're going to go. They, they'll go pro and fight in the leisure centre, and they can just stay amateur and get made that money. I think it was Kazakhstan that paid their gold medalist eight hundred thousand euros. Bravo! You know, it's we don't, we, but they, they don't pay our medalists, mm. but they get endorsements from the national lottery funding. So yeah. that, I saw the article; it's a bit of a red herring because um, they say we don't pay our medalists, but the endorsements that um, Jessica Ennis and Mo Farah have got far outweigh what anyone paid their, their athletes. We haven't talked about. Um, Buatzi, 
mm-hmm. who oh, yeah. I was really, really excited by. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen very much of him before, I must admit, but he's he looks like he's got a style that that sits, I think, would be exciting, would, would yeah. be easy to trans yeah. to transform into a programme. He's to, a good age too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's around 23, I think. I, I expect him, I actually expect him to die. I think a lot of them were saying that, they, that he was quite keen on going to Tokyo, but I wouldn't be surprised if, mm-hmm. if, if he turned out. I think he probably should stay. Maybe give it, maybe wait for the World Championships, see yeah. where he is after You've that. Got the Commonwealth Games as well in a couple of years, so yeah. you can do that. And then go from there. But I find, I think he needs to refine his style a little bit. I mean, it's very exciting. I think his mentality was probably that he's not going to leave, the, leave it to the judges to yeah. decide. So he wants to get people out of there, and it's an exciting style, but you need to refine it a little bit for the pros, because... He'll get tagged a lot with that stuff. Yeah. And at that age, you know, who's who's gonna ever gonna be ready in inverted commas? Yeah. You know, you've got you, you're gonna have to do a little bit of learning on the job. So, uh, yeah. be interesting to see what happens with them. Uh, and obviously, in Joe Joyce, which we, who, we've, who we've just talked about, can I just say about Joe Joyce? Though, I'm not massively sold on the style uh, of Joe Joyce. I think it's quite relatively unattractive. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. He's got he's got engine, and he can obviously bang. Yeah. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem. I'm not sure. I mean, if he did turn pro, I don't see anything other no, than European. No, sort of I level, agree. I agree. I saw him. I, I thought he looked really sloppy and really. And this is not just the final. This is in the earlier rounds too. I saw him and I just thought, nah. Well, that's, I mean, that goes back to the earning thing. He earns enough as an amateur to just stick yeah. at it. Yeah, I, I could see him turning over now. If he's thirty, he could turn over, get himself to a good level, British level. So he's gonna have to be money. quick though, isn't he? At thirty yeah. years old now, yeah. it's not like he's just turned thirty, is no, it? I think. No. Either, so. Audley was about thirty when he turned over. I think he, he was, was twenty-nine when he won the gold. Was, yeah, late twenties it was. Yeah. yeah, so I think you know, there's parallel. Although not that Audley was hugely successful, but you know, there's 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 a there's someone someone to follow there. All right. So let's wrap up. Let's wrap up the bit about the Olympics. And but I think before we before we do, it's a it's a good point to mention that uh, off the back of that, that uh, Mark uh, from Boxing Bumble, below the belt alumni, yeah, exactly, uh, has actually got a, a fantastic article in this month's Boxing Monthly on on scoring, yeah. and the and the kind of nuances around it, um, and and how we've come to think about scoring and how we and how we should perhaps think about scoring. Yeah, he's he's chatting. He chats to a guy from the WBC, and and he talks about. Um, the new system that they have, the, the way they score fights, uh, it's called the 3D system. Um, I think it's uh, it's damage, uh, defense, and, and there's another D, and I forgot the other D, but it's really good, it's really yeah. interesting. Brilliant. So, yeah, check it out. Okay, so let's move on to probably what's going to be the biggest... Uh, September's a big month, though, man. It September's is. a big month. It We've is. got a lot of stuff coming up, but I think probably top of that list is, is Golovkin Brook. Absolutely, yeah. So... They've had this 30-day weigh-in. Yeah. Right? So Brooks come in 11 pounds heavier than Golovkin. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Does that mean anything? He's cashing out. He's cashing out. He's, he's a light heavyweight. He's 170, he weighed 176 pounds, you know, two weeks ago. I just... I, he's, he's been inactive for too long, and I think that... I think it's a cash out. I do. I said it a couple of pods ago, and I stand by it. I think he's looking to cash out. I think he'll have this fight. I think I'll talk about it after. But what do you think? But what do you think actually about that? About right. the fact that he's coming eleven pounds out. He looked. He looked good. I thought. I thought he, he looks. looks okay, yeah, he yeah. looks okay. He looks okay. I just. That's too heavy. It's too heavy for me. If someone he's, for he's someone got to lose a stone in in a month. Yeah. Mm. I just think you know if for someone that's the naturally lighter guy and he's talking a lot about speed, he he needs to go. He needs to go in light. He needs to weigh about one fifty five, one fifty six. He's going to be bang, you know. He'll probably be bang on one sixty, and for me, that doesn't really, that doesn't look good for me. Yeah, I mean, it's all very well having the weight, but 
needs to be the right kind of weight. You know, I know it's a bit of a cliche. I mean, it's all very well him weighing 176, but to lose a stone and a bit in, in the space of a month, it's going to be messy, I think. Why do you think he's part of the cynic in me? Thinks, has, has he done that slightly? Well, psychological. Yeah, yeah, to go in there going, look, I'm not some tiny little runt who's, who's going to be destroyed. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I happen to think he will get destroyed, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, is, is any part of it, do you think, something that is going to cycle, trying to, not cycle Ovkin out, but maybe add to the fact of the occasion that, look, you know, I'm, I'm just as big, I'm, this yeah. is going to be a contest, this isn't going to be all one-way traffic. There's a lot to be. There's a lot. Uh, he says a lot about how he's a huge welterweight. That's, he's thirty pounds above welterweight, nearly. That's a lot. That is a lot of weight over your your normal fighting natural normal fighting weight. I don't think that's psychological. If you're an elite fighter, that's a really silly move to make in order to gain a psychological edge. I, I, I don't think it's that. Um, I think he's just stacked it on after the busier fight. So do we expect? Sorry, to you, go on. And you know, talk today about. Going back to fight um, Errol Spence at 147, I think, you just can't help but think about Roy Jones when he went from heavy back to light yeah. heavy. Yeah. And I think it's even, I think it's less of a weight gap as well, so I don't know. It's crazy. What, do we, what do we expect him to weigh in on the night? You think bang on? Um, I think he'll be close. I think he'll probably be 170 on fight night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, sorry, I think, sorry, I got mixed up there. I think he'll be close to the weight limit when he weighs in. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be like 158, 159. I agree with T. I think he'll be in the late 160s, super middle, when yeah. on fight night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Um, so, like I said, yeah, the weight thing's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. I mean, it hasn't changed any of your minds about... No. About... No, initially I was trying to see it from, from Brooks' point of view that Brooks could do him. Um, I mean, Brooks unbeaten. He doesn't know what it's like to lose... Um, he's been he's been in been in tough waters against Carson Jones, that legend, you know. Um, but this guy, I mean, this Golovkin is, is is another level altogether. If he if he was fighting a, a Saunders or even a Eubank Junior, you'd give him a chance. I think against Golovkin, I think there's just too much in his favour for for Brook to win this. He's making a big big deal about his speed, as you said earlier. I think from. The numerous interviews that that I've seen and the bits of pieces in all sorts of different publications and different media, speed seems to be something that he's talking about a lot. Do do we think that that is going to be of any well, if he's, circumstances? If he's weighing the same amount as Sergey Kovalev, then I don't see yeah. where the speed's going to come from. Yeah. Took the words out of my mouth. If, if you're going to go for speed, and it's what I've just said before, you go in light. You you don't you don't weigh. Is more than the, the, the natural middle weight, you know, the check weight. It's like what Amir Khan did against Canelo. He, he weighed, came in fat. He came in. He didn't look great, like you said. He came in fat. He weighed bang on one fifty-five. He should have weighed. Khan should have weighed one fifty that night. And I know, and I bang on about Floyd all the time. But when Floyd fought Canelo, he weighed one hundred and forty-six pounds on the day. Mm. He was light. That's what people need to do when they go up to fight bigger guys. Stay light. Stay close to your normal weight. And that's where the speed comes in, especially with the feet, because the feet can be so important against a puncher like Golovkin. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. I'm interested to see how how we actually think. You know, we've had a little bit of time for this fight to, to marinate a little bit. Uh, my my view has changed slightly uh, in terms of how I think the fight's going to go. So, for me, I, I I personally think that once Brooks starts to feel that power, he'll shrink. You know, in in probably more ways than one, uh, and and it will it will become a it will become something that gets fairly, I was going to say drawn out in terms of how the fight ends. I still, I still don't see it going past 
six or seven at the absolute yeah. max. I mean, does I mean I think Sanchez has predicted that he goes out in five. Yeah. What do you think? How yeah. do you think it'll go? My initially, I, I kind of thought that it might be like a, a Martin Murray's type performance where he gets dropped two, three times, but he gets back up and maybe he'd last the distance, you know, but. As it gets closer, you know, the more I think about it, Golovkin's not the type to wait around. If he's if he thinks he can get rid of you, he's going to get rid of you, and I think he does get rid of him. And is he though? I mean, I don't know about about the fight with um, there's my uh, yeah, the Martin Murray fight. I think I've seen fights with Golovkin where he could have got out, he, he could have got people out sooner. The only one I can think of that comes to mind is Murray. Is you know, of recent times, everyone else he's got rid of quite early and quite easily, really. Now, a lot of these people have been facing him, been very good, but I think he gets rid of him in about four or five rounds. I think the, I think the fight that Carl Brook will look at and maybe think he can get some joy from is um, the Curtis Stevens fight. I think Golovkin found him very awkward, found him quite speedy. I mean, he got him out of there, but I think he gave Golovkin a few problems, and maybe Brook will look to do that because Brook's from the Ingle camp. They've ever had, you know, Harold Graham and. Um, Nassim Mohammed and people like that. So these are tricky customers. So maybe I'll try and frustrate him. But Golovkin, what he's better at is cutting the ring off. And I can't see Brook having the tools or even the strength to keep Golovkin off him for more than maybe eight nine rounds. No, I think that's fairly unanimous. Uh, unanimous. Unanimous. <laughs> unanimous. <laughs> Language is my tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, what next for both ends? So let's go. Let's if we if we're all going with, with Golovkin wins and wins in in the style that we we believe he does. What next for Golovkin? What what do we expect? Um, I've got no idea. That division is just so. It's not much going on in that division. So really. I mean, Canelo I beats think, when Canelo beats Smith. Yeah. yeah is this something we're going to see? For example, I think no, Cinco, not, I not immediately after that. No, I think Cinco de Mayo next year. I, I could see Canelo Golovkin, or maybe September next year Canelo Golovkin. It's fucking ridiculous that we have to wait that long for. Yeah, it. Canelo wants him to get old. Canelo wants him to get old. Oscar, you know, that's it. That's all De La Hoya's got left. That's all he's got left is Canelo. He's got nobody else. So he's not going to cash that in until he absolutely has to. Plus, the money, Golovkin's not money in terms of a pay-per-view draw yet. He's just not. You know, he, he's not. He, his first, well, I've spoken about this before, his first, his fight with Lemieux did 90,000 buys, which is an awful, awful return. Um, so <laughs> I don't blame Oscar for that. Um, what does Golovkin do next? He takes on a mandatory challenger or two, and then he'll try and get a Canelo fight next year. How um, old will he be then? If, if so, think of tomorrow next year. How old will Golovkin be then? I think he'll be 35 next yeah. year. 35. Yeah. Um, I mean, Daniel Jacobs is fighting Sergio Mora. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe he'll fight Maybe he'll fight him. That's a good point. But um, for, for Golovkin, I don't see... It looks quite bleak unless he fights Canelo. The WBA have spoken about enforcing that mandatory. Yeah. Uh, they've, they did say that if... Uh, Canelo Golovkin could be made that they would enforce the mandatory for Jacobs to fight Golovkin, um, but then Golovkin signed to fight Brook, and they just allowed that to happen. Do you know what would be interesting as well, though? Is like you say, Golovkin's buys have not been great, not uh-huh. massively money in the place, and the fights that he's done in the places that he's done them as well, which yeah. obviously for UK fans means it's a weird time to, of, of, uh, of the night and all the rest of it. Is there scope for seeing him again in the UK after this? Well, I mean, people are going to be excited to see him. I mean, the place sold out. We talked about it the other week. The place sold out in minutes, and I think that's just as much as people wanting to see Golovkin as it yeah, more agree. so probably than than going to see Brook. Definitely. I, I think the issue is that there's who, who does he fight here? Mm. You know, um, Eubank Jr. is the only other option, but Eubank Jr. has gone for the British title route. I mean, it's been announced today that he's going to fight Langford on the 22nd of October. 
Um, I don't think Joe Saunders wants any P7 for now, and so Joe Saunders will want paying, so it's it's really difficult to tell. It would probably be have to be Saunders, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Do you think Saunders is going to have to do something though? I mean, so it's going to be nearly, it's going to be nearly a year inactive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's nine months now inactive. But I know we're jumping subjects a bit. No, no, no. Division, but, I mean, that's nine months. Inactive now. I'm glad you brought him up it's, because he was supposed to fight in the Canelo undercard, yeah, wasn't he? Yes. He was supposed to fight um, Gabe Rosado on the undercard and he's turned that down. That's a really winnable fight, Gabe Rosado. Gabe yeah. Rosado's a good fight, but Billy Joe Saunders should beat him, really. And the fact that he's turned that down, you know, he could come back to England. Who's he going to fight in England? Max Bursak, do you know what I mean? It's not no better than fighting Gabe Rosado. It's, um, it's, oh, it's a strange, strange decision. Well, like I said, I'm hoping... I think there might be scope for Golovkin to for Golovkin fights even fights just yeah. as a general term that might be able to be held in the UK if 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 the money comes off of the back of this. You know, the Gale, mm. yeah, maybe the Gale, but I think the Gale's going to oh, be fucking love um, that George. I would. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want George going anywhere near him. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love the Gale to go near him and get folded up. That would, <laughs> that would uh, that would make my Not day. Happen. So. Okay, so like I said... What about Brooke after the fight, then? Yeah, that's my next point. I mean, uh, do, do any of us see him going back down and fighting Spence? I don't, personally. Um, it depends on how long the... Um, it depends on how long the, the belt people can, can hold out for. How long the IBF can hold out for. Mm. Yeah. Um, if they hold out, then maybe maybe it can happen in maybe a year. They don't tend to, do they, the IBF? To be fair. After it happened with Tyson Fury's belt, they're giving mm. it to, to Joshua. Um... I think like I think like middle, be a two weight champion. That's a good legacy to have. I've got a theory. He fights Khan at like middle. Yeah, that's not a bad fight. But Khan Khan said this. Did you hear what he announced? He's got three fights in 2017. Yeah. So January, May, and um, November. So maybe maybe the May fight. I can't take anything that Amir Khan says. Yeah. Neither can I. Seriously, he's a massive no, gobshite. I mean, he's trying to jump on the old McGregor thing. Oh. Now and just. just just oh, I kick really hard. Well, I wasn't really, it? I really want to like it, and I do like Amir Khan. I do, I do. But I just, I, yeah, I just, 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 just don't stop speak. Stop talking. Yeah, just no, don't just speak. Ever. I, I remember when I remember when Prince became slave and he had no name and, no, and he <laughs> yeah. didn't speak. Can't just can't just shave all of his hair, write slave on his cheek or something else on his cheek. Yeah, just not speak because every time it was his mouth, it's just a horror show. Mm. Yeah, it is. You're right. So you think so? Can't I, like I said, I don't. I don't see him going back down to uh, to fight Spence. I mean, we'll talk about Spence uh, in a bit, but I, I think that'd be. I, I think it'd be a wrong move for his career. But actually, I, I don't. One thing I do think about Kel, as much as I'm not a massive fan personally, yeah. what I do think is that I think he's tougher than people think. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably braver than people gave him credit for, and I think he genuinely does want to fight. Be in, in big fights now. You know, he's probably yeah. after the glove, he's going to earn a, a huge amount of money. From, from this fight there's going to be now a period of time where he's going to be able to to, to go and do what he wants and I, I think he does want those fights I don't think it will happen um, uh, ultimately but I, I I will give him credit and I think that I don't think it would be because he doesn't want it if that's what makes sense no but the thing with welterweight there was an interview with um, Malinaji after the after the Bundu fight <clears throat> and he said in welterweight division you've got four people and you've got everyone else and he, and he named Brook in those four I think it was Brooks, Spence, Thurman and Porter. Some yeah. might say Bradley, but whatever. So, if he does go back down, he's going to be a very competitive division. And if he does fight Spence and beat Spence, 
then he's laughing, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I can see the motivation for him from that point. If you spend, I mean, they've got six million buyers, I think, or six million views. Six million views on NBC. Eight. Yeah, so that's the record by far for yeah, this so year. Yeah, so that, that's quite impressive. I mean, someone like Spence, he's got a crowd-pleasing style, but he's not someone who's not a big talker. Yeah. So them getting six million views is, is pretty good. So maybe Brooke, maybe there's motivation there for Brooke, but as Alex said, with the, the IBF being the way they are, they might not hold the belt open for him. Yeah. yeah, or you know, another thing that happened is maybe when Canelo beats Smith, you know, maybe Smith needs another, you know, if they want to be giving him something. Out. I mean, I don't know whether that I don't can actually be done. Will, but, I don't, I don't yeah. think Brook want to go back down to that level. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying Smith is domestic level per se. Yeah, but I think Brook wants names. Yeah, no, you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, he wants names. Okay, well, let's let's just let's briefly touch on the undercard as well. So we've got uh, we've got Haskins against Hall mm-hmm. for the IBF. That's that's a good fight. Grudge match, yeah. yeah rematch, grudge match, yeah. Um, Haskins, they're but like. Um, What's your thoughts on Haskins? In terms of my thoughts on Haskins, are right. His style, it's either going to be a blockbuster or it's going to be what be happened. What happened the other month? And it's yeah. just an absolute. It's just boring as hell. I think this is going to be a rotter as well. This really, fight. I think it's going to be Haskins. He's just got such an awkward, horrible style. Hall is pretty straight up and down, no special effects about him, is there? It's, um, but he will, but Hall will tell you, this is, this is, he needs yeah. this. He does. This is his last chance to yeah. leave for him. You know, so I, I think the, I think putting pressure on, on Haskins like that, mm-hmm. I think will force Haskins into doing stuff that perhaps he doesn't do. I, I, I can see Hall winning this. Yeah, Hall looked pretty good in the in, his, in the last fight, in the final eliminate. He actually looked pretty good. So I think he has a good chance because Haskins didn't look. Haskins won and won won well in his last fight, but he didn't look stellar. Um, no. So I think I think that Hall has a chance. I'd slightly lean towards Haskins just because he's done it before. Yeah. And he's you know he, I, I I just think the style is awkward for Hall. But I think Haskins would just not want to lose more yeah. than more than try to win the fight. And that probably has that's probably got more more in his favour. He's got the belt. Yeah, yeah. And um, is that I'm, chief support, by the way? Uh, I think it, it is actually. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it like is. it. Yeah. yeah. Blimey. So um, yeah, I think Haskins will just go and not to lose, and he probably won't lose. Yeah. I'm look. I I think that'll actually. I think that might catch fire. That one. I, yeah. I think it could. Hope I think so. it could be all right. Hope so. And then we got Charlie Edwards. Yeah. Who's going? It's just his ninth fight. Yeah. Going for the um, for the for the, another the IBF again for the for the flyweight title. Um, now I've I've watched Charlie Edwards a lot. Yeah. Um, from uh, even his, his his first and second fights that I saw live, um, I quite like Charlie. He's again another one that I think um, I think the out of the ring part of the business for him could be could be improved, and I think yeah. I think that will. But he's I I think he's he's decent. He's got yeah. he's got about him. And I think this fight is going to be um, this fight's going to be tough. It's. I mean, he's going up against against someone who's experienced, yep. who's who's done it all before. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine. I mean, Charlie Edwards fought against in crowds like this. He's fought at the O2 before, mm-hmm. um, so we will have that behind him. But I mean, do we? What do we think? It's- home advantage. Uh, stand, I think it means a lot. Home advantage, and I think I think that's why Hearn tries so hard to get his fighters to be able to fight in their home country. It's going to be interesting to see how this chap Casimero um, travels, and you know. If I don't know how much he's travelled before, but it'd be interesting to see how he does travel coming mm. over here to London, you know, and in front of a hostile crowd. It'd be interesting to see how many 
proper Charlie Edwards fans there are there. Um, I don't think he's got a huge no. fan base per se. But they, they, you know, Eddie Hearn and you know the team, they wouldn't have put him in unless they really fancied his chances with this. Yeah, depending on his scheduling as well. If he's scheduled like high up the card, then mm. you know he'll have the home support. And these weights, you've got to go in for these title fights quickly. I mean, you, yeah, sometimes well, you, because you can, it's, you can do. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's got different rules essentially. We're going to get on to. Uh, to the lower weights yeah. and, and, and our thoughts and, and feelings about them and, and how they how they come across. Connor Byrne is also on the on the card. I've no idea who he's fired. I don't even know if that's been announced yet. He seems no, he just last, seems to be tagged onto every show at the moment. His yeah. last win was pretty good. Was that and was that what undercard was that on? Was Joshua undercard? Yeah, we were there, weren't we? we yeah, were that, there, was, yeah. that was a pretty big knockout. I didn't think he had. Oh yeah, I thought it was a bit of an arm puncher in the words of Jim Watt, but yeah. I think he does a good knockout there. So maybe he's got a bit of bit of power behind behind that style. Very similar to his dad, but. I don't know, it's, it's entertaining, but you, you can't help but think his chin's just there to be... Yeah. yeah. To be He's there to be here, isn't but it? But that will, I mean, that will lend itself to, to entertainment, as you say. I think um, he's just being tagged on to everything. So he's on the undercard for Crawler and Lenares as well. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's just kind of being marketed the hell out of before they eventually... It's going to be interesting to see how they actually decide to move him on, how quickly and in what route, because... As we know, with you know, with Eddie, loves a story, loves a loves a, a, a song a to sing, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he's gonna have to be careful about how about how he does it and how he portrays it as well. Is, he, is he at one forty? Yes. Yeah. Not the most competitive way no. at, at, no. at domestic level, so could no, get could they, be far yeah. tracked to a, maybe an English title, British yeah. title. You think yeah. of it. So this is gonna be what his fifth, I think his fifth fight, yeah. and he's fought in front of. Yeah, the amount of people he's fought in front of yeah. ridiculous and in a fight. every time, you know, every time he's on the O2 a couple of times, isn't he? You know, he mm. hasn't gone above Uber driver level yet, but mm. you know, well, he will. He'll I mean, you got, I mean, you, you got the great Ricky Burns, a legend. You got um, Tyrone Nurse, Thea Fain, who obviously wouldn't fight him anyway. Yeah, Lenny Dawes, who's about hundred years old by yeah. now. These are like the top four or five in the boxing monthly yeah, in the domestic rating. So. These guys won't be completely out of his reach in five, 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 six fights from now. So who knows? Do you think, on a on a slightly separate note, do you think I, I was I was talking to to um, to a boxer actually in that in that division um, a couple of weeks ago who is who is about to turn over and it's, you know it's, it's his dream and he's he's going through the through the beginnings of, of that journey in the, in the professional game at the moment and he's very bitter about the fact that someone like you know, but someone can come off the back of their name and be in there. He's, I'm not. He's not. But he understands it. And he understands how it happens and why. Why it's easier for promoters to do that. But he. He, he said. He said. He said he wouldn't be very. He'd be very surprised if not. If lots of other boxers didn't feel the same way. They look at the type of crowds that going on. You know, almost not as chief support, but just before the chief support on a Joshua card and that type of stuff. I mean, do you think that crosses other boxers' mind or do no, they get it's, it? It's natural to be a bit of resentment. Um, Johnny Nelson said on um, on Gareth A. Davis's podcast that only five percent of boxers in the entire world earn enough to live on, mm. and Conor Ben is in and around that five percent, and he's had what four or five fights. Yeah. So it's hard not to feel resentful. Um, also, you've got the amateurs who earn as much as someone in the city would earn, yeah. and you get someone who's going pro, probably barely covering the expenses. And you see someone like someone's got the surname just being parachuted in, so you can understand why there's resentment. But that's that's the way the game is in boxing. If you've got 
in boxing, if you're not loved or hated, then it's no point of view. Mm. There's no uh, point it, of view. It's, 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 it's show business, isn't it? And we, we've been meaning to talk about it as well. It's, it's baby faces and heels. It's good guys and bad guys. And um, if, if you're a guy and you don't have a name, we don't have that that way to attract people to either pay to see you win or pay to see you lose then it's going to be difficult I mean yeah I mean in many many years gone by it was down to race as many black boxers who never got to fight for a title I'm not sure Charlie Burley was one example who yep. didn't get to fight for a title um, in um, later years and some people just avoided Mike McCullum yeah. nobody wanted to fight him so at all levels of boxing you get a bit of nepotism getting in the way mm-hmm. um, some, some promoters tie up all the belts yep. and they won't let certain people fight for them then at the very, very low level, you've got people like Conor Ben going in and getting the, getting the red carpet treatment. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It must be frustrating. But mm. you just got to bite down on the gum shield and get on with it. Yeah. yeah Fair um, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry? Any more no, 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 that's it. That's Don't it. fucking interrupt me again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the... Uh, so let's, we'll leave that. And like I yeah. said, we'll, we'll record again after the... Um, after the Brook and Brock fight before Crawler and Lyra's and we'll, we'll review it then. So we talked. We mentioned the lower weights earlier, and it's something that I wanted to, to, to bring up because on the same night, Roma, yeah, Chocolatito Gonzalez uh, fights Carlos Quadras, uh, going for a four weight world title yep. at Superfly for the yep. WBC, and that's on that's on September tenth in LA. Mm-hmm. So Tom Loeffler's got two people, <laughs> probably his two probably biggest market well, yeah. in, in his own words. Yeah. Chocolatito is, is one that he feels now will become one of the biggest people he can market. On the same night, so he's going to be a he's going to be a busy boy. I think HBO are making a big deal out of that as well of mm. showing both. Um, yeah, they are. Of yeah. showing both shows, which is which can only be a good thing. I mean, he's, I mean, sorry. I think a big part of it is to kind of emulate Aguello. Yeah, I think it's from the same same country to be a four Aguero, four yeah. weight champion. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot riding on it, but um, I mean, well, I guess my question was about the about these lower weights is is it, is it wrong that the fact that what many claim to be and and I myself believe to be the pound for pound best fighter in the world yeah in in the UK I'm, I mean I, I, don't, I can't talk for other markets obviously I mean for the UK it's not it's not not a mention not, not talked about it's just it's just not it seems well, within, strange within boxing circles there's a lot of hype around um, Gonzalez and um, I mean he's had 40 odd fights by now and I don't think he's probably earning a lot of money for a great deal of him. I think he's only in the last five or six yeah where, he's 45 and 0 yeah there's been a really big push for, for him to to get that money um, I mean, I'm speaking to Callum and Alex before the pod, and you know these guys, like these weights, can just really hoover up belts at different weights and say, "Oh, I'm a four or five weight champion." When you've only jumped up maybe ten pounds, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a just distort things a little. It does. It, it kind of dilutes it for me. I think, and I think it kind of says to why there is this, why these lower weights kind of get ignored is because there's so many bloody divisions. There's so many divisions now, especially down that lower spectrum. Like you said, there's ten pounds apart. There's four or five divisions. It's it's hard enough keeping up with who's got this belt at that weight, and then you you've got all of them down the bottom. And I think there's a perception as well that they're not punchers, that they're not exciting, uh, that they're really fast, but they're not going to hurt each other because they're smaller. Like you said that's interesting to say that the perception of that of yeah. excitement and then compared to all the different divisions. I mean, we've said before the belts mean nothing yeah. now. So surely then the divisions, uh, if, if they're that close together, surely mm-hmm. it's just about seeing someone of, of this immense talent yeah. uh, and be able, to, be able to apply his trade. And, and, and his fights, the majority of his fights are exciting, I find. I think well, when it's pacey like that, then you can always gain excitement. That's why it stands out. It's got a very high knockout ratio, and that's why Gonzalez is, is a very exciting, fight, exciting fighter. But another thing, that, I mean, he's fought in, um, in Asia, 
um, a fair bit as well, and that's where those weights are a bigger deal than they are in this part yeah. in, in, in the Western world. So that's true. So well. this is going to be his first headline um, headline show yeah. in LA at yeah. the Forum. Yeah. Um, so I think this is the start of their plan for him to try and to try and um, to try and push that along. I mean, there's a he, he if you haven't if you haven't seen much of him before, it's a, a great video to watch on YouTube. Is, is YouTube? Yeah, as American as hell. Um, uh, on YouTube is uh, is a Chocolatito the art of movement, and it's about fifteen twenty minutes of where they really go into his footwork, and with quotes from other people that have watched his footwork, and and quotes from the greats about how footwork works, even from scientists and from uh, and all sorts of things, from people from dancers and that type of thing of of how you can manoeuvre your footwork and how it should be the basis or the base, sorry, of, of them for the rest of your talent then to sit on. Mm-hmm. You know, about keeping his, 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 his leading foot bang in the middle of, of the other fighters two, two feet the whole time. Yeah. It just gives him so much centre, much better handle of his centre of gravity. It's, it's, it's a joy to watch and it's a shame that they don't get as much, as much publicity over here. But hopefully, as we said, the fact that he's headlined in LA yeah. um, and if he has a, a stand-up performance on, this, on his HBO card, hopefully that will start, start transposing over. But I just thought it was interesting because it is, it's nowhere near as, as popular here. You're right. No, I don't think it's been picked up over here yet. Yeah, I don't think. But yeah. I, I imagine Box Nation will pick it up at the last minute, like they tend to. Um, yeah, they're going to look. They're looking at kind of separating from Golovkin now, aren't they? Um, he's at 45 and 0, so he's approaching the Marciano curse. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, usually when, <laughs> yeah. usually, when fight, usually when fighters get around that sort of level, they they, they lose. We were talking about Chris John before. Chris yeah, yeah, John yeah. got close and then lost. Now, before anyone corrects us, we know who Ricardo Lopez is, but it's just regarded as a Marciano record. So don't yes. please don't correct us. We know, we know. Yeah, yeah, we do. We we know. It's just I've I've heard the Marciano curse referred yeah. to quite a few times. Holmes, and and L- Lopez has a draw. So you know. <laughs> so we're all expecting. Chocolatier to win this. I've actually seen a couple of people pick in. Yeah, a big con- contributor um, on Twitter, um, Ben Salvi, says Kudras might do this. Yeah, he um, you, him. I mean, I saw you watching a couple of his fights, Solon. What do you make of Kudras? He seems, um, again, I've, I've not seen a huge amount of him before, so I, uh, I've had, a, had another little look today, and I just think he's very army, yeah. if that makes sense. You know, it's yeah. very, when he goes in to, to be finishing someone, or if he sees there's an opening to try and get rid of someone it seems it's very very panicked yeah. um i'm not i'm not massively sure on on his on his balance it just seems just seems rough around the edges but he, he looks he looks tough and he looks game as as the as, the, as they majority are down at down yeah. at those weights but um I, i'd expect I, i'd expect chocolatier to, to, to deal with him and i actually think he'll deal with him relatively easily well he's i think he's unbeaten as an ether if i've yeah, he's, yeah. he's undefeated so, as well so he's no he, bum. He's exactly. no bum. I, I saw a bit of him as well, and he does. He looks gangly, like the greatest yeah. Prescott of, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. of Super That's it. That's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. Do you think he's tight at the weight? Because he, he looks Mon- quite tall, yeah. Because Gonzalez is going up, so maybe, yeah. he'll, maybe he, might, he might do a brook and put on the weight. He's only two pounds, in. I think, this weight jump. Yeah, but yeah. a lot. He might rehydrate a lot, though, more than yeah. Martinez on, on the night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that gets, does get picked up by, uh, by, be, by Box Nation. Because... Because I want to watch that stuff. So let's move on to uh, Errol Spence against Bundu because I am excited. I am excited. I love Errol Spence. Yeah, Talk I, to me, T. Tell me how much you love him. Man, I love him. I think <laughs> I think Bundu on a distance with um, with Thurman. You know, it's a tough nut to crack. Even though he's forty-one, he's still 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 a live body. And Thurman dispatched him. And Algeria was another one who hadn't really been stopped inside a distance. Some might say he's been softened up, but 
No, I think it's a it's a brilliant win, fantastic win. I saw um, a couple of people that were before the fight of what certain boxers and certain pundits thought it would go, and I think the majority felt that Spence would um, would would win it, obviously. But you know, for example, I saw Frankie Gavin, who who lost obviously to, lost to um, yeah uh, to Mundu, and and he said, you know, he won't stop him. It'll knock him down a couple of times, but but Mundu will get to the end, and 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 Spence will win a wide points majority. And, and I actually saw that in quite a lot of places. So to watch that 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 left uppercut right, right hook combo was just and the way that he did man, and the knockout was gully, yeah, just it was. just I mean, collapsed. I guess, I guess the only asterisk would be that Bundu is pretty much a career um, one forty fighter, yeah. yeah, and he's going up in weight. So I think he beat Gavin at one forty. No, no, I thought he beat Gavin at one forty. So I got that wrong. But yeah. I think maybe maybe Bundu's probably blowing up. Like well, to I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I think and I, there is an asterisk against it. he is forty-one, but he'd he'd been a little bit inactive when he lost to Furman, but then he came back and won the European title again, which I fucking love that for some reason. I just saw that he'd won the European title, and I was like, fucking yes, go and get the belt back, go on, son. But um, he did, you know, he, he won, he went and got the belt back, and then that was only in April, mm. so he was relatively, you know, he was relatively true. fresh and relatively active, so. He would have been in decent shape. I was really impressed with how uh, Spence jabbed to the body, the yeah, southpaw jabbed really to the good. body, and he did that from the very start. He was jabbing him to the body, and I love it when a fighter does that. And he was doing it, and it was just softening Bundu up, and you could see what was the, what was happening and what he was doing. Such a really good tactics by Spence's corner, and a really good boxing brain by Spence. I was really impressed with him. I enjoyed every second of it, mm. and I, that tells me all I needed to know. I mean, as, as I have with the majority of his fights. And he just seems so relaxed in there. I mean, like I said, going to but I'm sure he had as much confidence in himself as, as everyone else did with the fact that he was winning anyway. But he portrays that confidence in a way, particularly with that jab, as you say. But it's it's it's, it's I was going to say piston like that. It's probably a bit cliche, but it's it's purposeful. But yeah. it's relaxed at the same time, yeah. and he knows exactly what he's doing. It's like he knows how the next two, three, four rounds are going to go, mm-hmm. and, and he's planning it out there. I'm really excited about him. I, I I actually want him to fight Kelbrook because I think he'll I think he'll get rid of Kelbrook. I think. I mean, I mean, the beauty of it is that he's in a very live division as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one forty-seven. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Bradley's going to do with his career now. Really, Bradley's really. just re-signed with Top Rank. Oh, oh has he? Yeah, top, a, a, a Top Rank. I think he should really be at PBC, you know, yeah. with Al Heyman because that's where all the best fighters are. That's where Garcia is, is where Furman is, is where Spence is. Um, Khan technically is there as well, um, but he's he always he's re-signed with Top Rank because Top Rank pay him really fucking well. They, he gets paid like two million dollars regardless of who he fights, so he's been paid really well for the last four or five years since the Pacquiao first Pacquiao fight. So I don't blame him to an extent. So he's mandatory now for. For Kelbrook, yeah. Let's let's say that doesn't happen. None of us think it will, right? I don't Ooh. think so. No. no, no I don't. So what does that leave us then? So what does that leave us in terms of what happens? What happens next? A vacant so, belt. Yeah. Vacant belt. So the IBF are a little bit uh, a bit more pernickety about these these things about who goes for it or not. Putting the opposite actually. They're, they're, of, they're of where t- they go tend to be quite good. The IBF tends to be quite good. That you know. I know we 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 spoke about this in the past. They tend to shit, we, you know, they're man, we tend to shit on their mandatories quite a lot, but they're good at enforcing them. And yes, um, 
I think that they'll they'll put him in with whoever is deemed as a number two contender at the time, and they'll they'll make it happen. I think it'll be soon. Um, who would we want to see in a, in a forget forget belts and all the rest of it? Who in that division, as you say, it's a live division. Who who would you want to? Garcia's fighting Ber- um, Berto. Uh, but give me it in just terms of who you want. Well, we've just got up the IBF rankings, and um, two and number one's not rated. Yeah. <laughs> but number two is Errol Spence, and yeah. number three is Konstantin Ponomarev, who none of us have even seen. And then fourth is Jeff Horn. So these aren't fights that are really gonna gonna sell, are they? I'd imagine. Um, I think I think Spence will keep busy. Probably fight a top ten fighter. Maybe is Vargas, is Vargas fighting? He's fighting Pacquiao. Yeah. yeah. So, so he'll fight someone in the in the round of top ten, keep himself busy. I think twenty seventeen he'll may he may fight a Porter. I'd yeah. really like to see uh, Porter is a good shout. Porter or, or Furman. Yeah, I'd, or I'd love that. I'd love that fight. I think uh, I'm excited about it. It's a shame, like I said, this IBF. We're going to end up with something garbage. I have a. He'll, have a he'll, he'll probably fight one of those chaps that you just mentioned here for a vacant belt. And well, I think he'll I'll, defend it a couple of times. I think Spencer in that belt is about a bit of gravitas anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, Spencer's um, the next big thing, and if he has a belt, I think IBF would be happy with him as a as a champion. Simple yes or no. Right, this is not an easy yes or no, right? Yes or no? If he faced Garcia, Furman, and Brooke, does he beat them all? Furman's fucking good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Mm, I want to say yeah, but the only that. reason I'll say no is because of Furman. Yeah. Furman's fucking good. I want to say yes as well, but I don't know. Fuck it, one of us has got to say yes. I'll say yes. Go on, then, good lad. Just yeah. to say yes. <laughs> yeah, I was actually about to say yes. Okay, I think, I think he's. I said a few pods ago that I felt that Brooke and him were the best welterweights, talent-wise. Yeah. Um, Brooke's no longer a welterweight. So, yeah, I think he's probably the most talented. But Furman is the sticking point for me. Garcia is completely just... He's still a good fighter, but he's just not the... He's stopped trying. I don't really know what to think about him Since he beat Matisse, he's just stopped trying. He's stopped pushing himself. He gets paid far too well to fight Rod Salka. Um Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Alright, well let's let's round that up. And as, very quickly, that Bundu finish now. We're going to win the European title again. Go on, son. No, I, I think that's him now. Uh, world level he's finished, but maybe not domestic. Alright, fair enough. So kind of towards the end then, just to, to, to wrap up, I wanna thought we'd have a look at a little half year review. Yeah. See if we come through. Uh I mean good on the whole, twenty sixteen. Yeah. If you had to give it a mark out of ten so far. Uh, I'm just trying to remember what I've seen. What sticks out for me is Frampton. Yeah, but it's most recent as well. I'd say Frampton's a fighter of the year so far. I think, and I said this for Boxing Monthly, I think he can sit on the couch for the rest of the year and be the fighter of the year. You know, but what stands out for me was him and Quig, um, because it was a fight that that it wasn't the best fight, but beforehand it was everybody wanted to see it. It sold out in about twelve seconds, and having them standing across the ring from each other. Oh my god, it's actually happening now. It was. Yeah. Just a big moment for British boxing in particular. Um, so for me, you know, Carl Frampton's two fights have been the standout. So Very yeah. satisfying that win as well, particularly for me. Because uh, ben, I think you, Ben Junior, be Blackwell. Obviously, it's awful what happened after, and you yeah. know, Blackwell's making a recovery. But that's probably, the, that's, that's probably the fight of the year for me. I think I, I've got a couple actually. I've, ones that I've domestically, the Tom Doran and, and Tom Doran and Luke Keeler. That was, was, was amazing. Awesome. It was just fun. Was so much fun. Uh, that that was great. I think, uh, and domestically, I think t- to be fair, whether the fight of it, Bellew and Makubu was for for where, where it, it was, was an and, event, the, and event. the 
and the result because yeah. I, I didn't I didn't give him a chance I really didn't especially after the lockdown yeah oh. you know and so that was that was great as well and you know Crawler Barroso domestically I think that was uh, you know what I'm, I can see these two are looking at me like that but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it here my, my favourite fight of the year so far though is um, is either uh, Eubank and Blackwell part of that I think because we were there and, yeah. and, and yeah. we took that up but um, Vargas and Salido was just yeah yeah that was, that was brutal yeah you know so that was that was great any other ones so feud international about international anyone's that have, that have popped out Cor- so, ooh, Corford's um, Corford's performance against Victor Postol, Postol yeah. was really good yeah considering like Postol you know he just stopped Lucas Matisse Lucas Matisse doesn't really get stopped so for for, the, for Postol to do that and then Crawford to say all right I have a bit of you and he washed him he just completely washed him over shut him out I think I scored I was doing the tweet and I think I had it um, one twenty one oh six or something yeah it was just completely washed him it was a really really impressive performance I really enjoyed Furman Porter as well as a for, a, yeah. for someone that's gone that went the distance I, I was I really enjoyed it I, I sat and, and enjoyed watching it yeah. in terms of alright not almost the most edge of your seat excitement for every round but it was it was competitive it was combative no, it was it was really good really good it's a good shout two young hungry you know Americans you know going out putting it all on the line yeah. I thought that was you know, I thought that was a really good fight as well. Furman got hurt, Porter got hurt a couple of times. That's a good shout out. I think that was a really good fight. Well, I think also you've got David Hay coming back this year. Yeah. It's farcical, but he's definitely a figure in the sport. Yeah. Domestically and internationally. And um, from a boxing point of view, it's good to have him back. But the whole um, circus around his fights mm. is a bit is a bit frustrating. He's meant to be fighting um, Shannon Briggs next month. Very quiet. I don't think, I don't think that's even happening. There's no, no good. Yeah. So... So no, I don't know, but um, also in this week we found out that Joshua will be fighting on November 26th, but not in London. That'll be in the States, could and it'll be, be against... Uh, it, uh, will it be against Stavern? Because Stavern's be been... So Stavern's been... Could be up north. Yeah, could be up north. It could mm, be... I don't see any reason... The Showtime deal... You, I, I see what you're coming from, Al. The Showtime deal is obviously means that him fighting in the States is happening sooner rather than later, so... Yeah. And Stavern has now been asked to fight... Um, uh, Povetkin, sorry, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know whether, and I don't know whether it's going to end up being Stavern. Uh, that's really would we be happy time, very, very quickly on Joshua? Would we be Would we be happy with Stavern, Pulev, or um, uh, Parker. well, Parker's going to happen anyway? But there's one other. Who am I forgetting? Fuck, Pulev, Stavern, uh, and there was another one that they were talking about. Uh, it was Parker. That's the name I saw. I swear I, to God. I, I saw no, there too, is. Yeah. There, I can't remember right now, but there was there was three okay. that they were looking for for now. But what, yeah. and one of them wasn't Parker. But would we be happy then with with Pulev or Stavern uh, for Joshua? An improvement on um, on the last fella, Brazil. Yeah, yeah but yeah. still fights he should win. Yeah, I like I like Pulev a lot. I think Pulev um, in that first round against Vlad. I thought you could uh, do him. Yeah, he shook him. He shook him. Yeah, then he he's buckled, and I think Pulev would give him. A bit more of a test. That was a wicked fight. It was. That was the yeah. best fight of Vlad's in a long yeah. time. Like, it was. Vlad just came to. He got hurt, and yeah. it, instead of him usually buckled like he would have done ten years ago, yeah. he was like, "Nah, I'm coming to fight." And he just started left hooking him to bits. Yeah. It was a quality fight. That was. And the, one, the last one that we haven't got is Frampton. It's Frampton with uh, Santa Cruz. Yes, yeah, Santa Cruz. You know, yeah. which was just yeah, brilliant. Which yeah. we talked about last time. So we don't need to go for it. But a very. Boxing Monthly's cover this um, uh, is titled The Magnificent Seven. So 
this is which of the fights that stand out of the one of the seven fights that we're looking forward to the most. So I'll, I'll read quickly through them. We've got uh, Golovkin Brook, Smith Canelo, Crawler Linares, Haskins Hall, Mackenzie and Huck. Oh, Obil. Oh, I am looking forward to that. Yeah, the upsetter. He's back of his own. So what belt is that? Is that an IB? It's the IBO. IBO, IBO Cruiserweight oh, right, title. Okay. Uh, Cleverly Bramer. I'm also actually quite looking forward to that. And then we've got Charlie Edwards against, against Casemiro. Give me, give me your, give me your top three out of that list. Go on, go on. Uh, yeah, be, be Brooke, obviously. Yeah. Mackenzie, because I love him. Yeah. Heads <sighs> versus but probably can probably equal it as yeah, you do. Ring magazine. I think the same. I, I'm looking forward. To, yeah. Brooke Golovkin, obviously, Quality Linares. Uh, but I'm actually really looking to clev- forward to Cleverly Bramer. That might be slightly biased. I've got, I'm, I'm a, I was always a big, big fan of Nathan Cleverly, and I, I feel like he's let me yeah. down. So uh, yeah. uh, uh, he, he, he owes me for that, for that belly. He owes me another eight fights, eight brilliant fights to make up for that pile of shite. So uh, <laughs> what so, the belly fight? Yeah, I oh, was terrible, wasn't it? So uh, that's, Mackenzie, that's what Mackenzie's my boy. Mackenzie's yeah. my boy. I'm really looking forward to that. Him and Huck. I think um, I think Huck will probably be a bit too good, but yeah. but um, him and Huck's gonna be quality. Uh, cleverly and Bremer, I agree with you. Cleverly, someone's I will, I've always liked. I'm gonna say Smith Canelo because Canelo is one of my. It's being overlooked a little bit, isn't yeah, it? I yeah. think Joe Gallagher was moaning as he as he does a lot, but moaning that the British press haven't really taken too much of a, of a notice of it so far it's it's the uh, it's the old Frank Warren Box Nation problem again it's, well, would, yeah. it's hard it's hard to I mean, he's very loyal but all of us his brothers are yeah. um, but, and Frank's done right by him you know, yeah, you know so, yeah. he got him the title and he's got him the biggest fight in boxing you know? yeah. obviously Brooks got the Golovkin fight but Canelo's the money fight right. so. well we'll talk a bit more about that in the next on the next episode yeah. um, okay so we've got a question lastly from, from Ben Salvi we mentioned earlier big uh, Ben so seeing as Santa Cruz and Frampton was so close and he, as in Frampton, wasn't a mandatory, should there be an immediate rematch? I, I think so, yes, and I think I've seen today that um, Frampton, from Selby's camp, them saying that they've under the impression now that Frampton's next fight, he wants to be Santa Cruz. Um, from my point of view, I don't want a rematch. But based on the logic that's been laid out... Yeah. He has to. You almost has to give him one because he wasn't a mandatory. He's a voluntary. Took him on. It's close. I think Frampton will probably. If it's in the same, if if they, if they go, if they fight in the UK, that would be interesting. Yeah, hopefully they can make the fight in Belfast. Yeah. I think what I'd like to see is, uh, I'd like to see Santa Cruz fight Mares again, have that rematch, and then um, in that in, in that time have Frampton fight Selby over here have, over in Belfast. And then have the rematch, you know, yeah. because uh, Frampton would have another belt. Well, the winner of Selby Frampton would have another belt then. Uh, that's what I'd like to see. It's interesting. I, was, I saw this question earlier on, and Enzo Calzaghi said years ago, "I don't believe in rematches." And every time I hear about a rematch, I'm not sure about. I'm always what? like, "Yeah," he said, "I don't believe in rematches." What do you mean, don't believe in? He them? don't believe. Like in I said, "I don't believe he, in." The air. way he sees it, it is, if I beat you. Fuck you! I'm not giving you a rematch. I've seen a lot of and, and no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so. yeah, that's kind of how. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, "I don't believe in." Them. I thought he meant like don't believe in like it's on the table. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm like>, ah, <laughs> fuck it! Shit, 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 shit! Never happened. Yeah. Nah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, like I, said, I, I personally, I really want that fight. I think I, I'd love that to be the next fight. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. All right, it's been a quick hour. No break in the middle this I time. Know. No break. Can I, just, down. can I just say as well? I had an oval uh, t-shirt. That I had when he fought. Um, you gave it to me actually. Yes, I did. T-shirt. Uh, I have ripped it, where it was a little tight, 
and I was just trying to stretch out a little bit it's just amazing. to be aware, and it and it ripped under the arm. So, Oval, if you're listening, send us send, send us some t-shirts. t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, guys. We appreciate all the downloads and and uh, and the reviews that we've had on iTunes so far have all been very very nice. Please feel free to leave more. Tweet us. Get involved with the, with Facebook. We're going to try and be a bit more active with that as well. Yep. Um, more interaction about. So thanks very much, and uh, go out and buy boxing monthly. Absolutely. Thanks very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.